Welcome to Ladies Roadmap Podcast. Are you at the point in life where you finally have the time to think about your dreams and desires, but maybe you don't even know what those are anymore? If you're ready for positive change and an enriched life, then come along as we interview thought-provoking guests that will inspire and motivate you. We are also going to bring you practical steps on how to use journaling to illuminate your thoughts, which can then turn your dreams into reality. Welcome, ladies. We are so glad you're here with us today, especially because we have Amy Mewborn here. Amy left a 20-year career in finance, and she got a fresh start. And we're going to talk about her fresh start because we love reinvention here at Ladies Roadmap. But anyway, she's going to tell you more about it. She's currently a business coach and she helps women launch and have successful businesses without working 24-7. We can't wait to hear about that. Also, Amy is author of the best-selling book, The Great Escape, The Successful Woman's Guide to Escaping the 9 to 5. Also, a fabulous title. And she hosts the podcast, Turning Lemons into Lemonade. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, ladies. And Joe, Jamie, I love your energy. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of that, that's for sure. And that's what keeps us going half the time. (laughs) Well, you know, Amy, we um, always enjoy sharing stories with our listeners of women who have changed careers or like we like to say reinvented themselves and it takes a heck of a lot of courage to step out of your comfort zone especially a, something that you're secure and probably you were doing very well at, at your finance position and you gave that up and you tried starting something new so we would love to hear about your process and what happened and what you landed in sure So I actually was always raised to do this super responsible thing. My parents were employees. They were very young when I was born. And so they always told me to go to school, get good grades, get into a good college and get a good job. And that's exactly what I did. And so I found myself kind of on the path in corporate. And when we, when I moved to San Diego in 2001, I joined a small financial planning firm. It was my dream job. And when I say my dream job, it was everything I ever could have imagined. I was working with some of the coolest business owners in the country. A lot of our clients owned Ford dealerships, Chuck E. Cheese franchises. One of our clients was the founder of the Venturi Wine Aerator. And so I would literally get to sit at the dining room table with these people and they would tell us the stories of how they had launched this business or how they were growing it. And we were very instrumental in a lot of the decisions that were being made in the business and family finances. And eventually things kind of started to shift. And for me, what started as a whisper ended up becoming like a smack in the face. I ended up having a stroke at age 29 Oh my. And I had I gained a lot of weight. I tell the story about having a stroke. I actually had it in the container store in Fashion Valley Mall in San Diego, California. And they That's take scary. me and they put me in the car, drive me off to the emergency room. And I was in the hospital for about four days. 
And I was released on Wednesday night at about 8 p.m. And at 8 a.m. Thursday morning, I was back at my desk in my office. Wow. And I was kind of just strapped to the rocket ship in San Diego. We had a million-dollar-plus home with an almost million-dollar mortgage. I had a six-figure career, and I was the primary breadwinner of our household. And you know those moments in life where you start to look around and you realize that things are no longer in your control? And for me, it was a case of on Sunday night, At three o'clock in the afternoon, I would open a bottle of wine and I would sit there and I would down the first bottle and then I'd go and look at the second bottle. I'm like, hmm, should I open this bottle too? (gasps) And, you know, it's one of those things that you're doing it because for me, I was already thinking about all the stuff that I was going to be dealing with all week long. And so the wine and for me now, television kind of late at night are my ways of disconnecting. Disconnect, it's your way to step back, yeah. The stuff. Well, drinking one or two bottles of wine on a Sunday night really was not in alignment with who I wanted to be. So it may have been how I was coping, but it was not at all who I wanted to show up as in the world. So I really realized I needed to make a change. And so I had been looking for a number of years for an opportunity that really made sense because... I, I saw all these amazing people that built fabulous businesses and I saw how they did it. So I really felt like I had the tools to be able to do that, but I kept finding opportunity after opportunity and nothing made financial sense. So I found bar and it's a fitness modality for those people that don't know. And I found it from a local studio there in town and I not only fell in love with the fitness aspect of it, but I was looking around and I'm like, wow, this makes sense. You know, when you consider what everyone's paying for class, when you consider what was, what went into build out, what was there in terms of equipment, the fact that two people were there on staff at any given time. I'm like, as a numbers girl, this makes sense to me. And so I went home and I told my husband, I said, I think I found it. And that was your aha moment. That's great. (laughs) And God bless him. I took him with me to bar class for weeks. Where if you've ever been, (laughs) I can't even imagine because I've done, I love bar class and it's for ladies. If you've never done one, it's almost like a ballet class. It's a ballet bar and it's very feminine and you're doing some funky things with your hips a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not a man's workout for sure. It actually, it's, it's probably harder for them than other workouts because it's a tough workout. Yes. Yes. And so such a good sport. And I will tell you that I think as a business owner, if you're a woman in business, having a supportive partner is hugely valuable, but imperative. it's imperative. <laughs> I mean, really, I don't know how you can work that works super hard and not have someone supportive behind you. It just wouldn't work. And I told him, I said, look, if I'm going to leave this six figure career and I'm going to potentially blow up our lives, then I need to make sure that you're all in. So I need you to kind of come with me and just see if there's anything that I'm missing. And so he's like, you know what? It makes sense. Let's give it a shot. And fortunately, he's a very entrepreneurial guy. But long story short, within about five months of us deciding this was something we wanted to do, we had the first studio open. Within seven months, we had the second studio open. 
And within two years, the studios were generating almost a million dollars in revenue. Awesome. And it was an amazing experience. What I found is that by about year two, I had a staff of 30 women and it was exhausting. Um, Dealing with a whole bunch of women in the workplace all together, sometimes we're not the nicest people to each other. And it really, it really taught me a lot about leadership. It really taught me a lot about surrounding myself, myself and having a team that helped handle some of the things that I wasn't great at because I am very direct. You ask me a question, I will give you a very direct answer. And that's not necessarily always one of the best skills as the business owner and the manager. So did you have to, on that note, did you kind of have to, a lot of people call that a human resources person, right? So did you have to hire someone specifically to do that? Or did you just kind of choose a personality that you thought could buffer maybe your, your tactics? So for me, I actually found that I was best off hiring a full-time manager. And so that manager handled the human resources and handled kind of the operations of the business because having two different locations about 20 miles apart, there always seemed to be a case of when it rained, it poured (laughs) and things were going along fine, 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 fine. And then one day... I was sitting at home and I got a phone call from one instructor who said she had been in a car accident on her way down to teach class. And so I got in the car to go down to teach class. And then I received a phone call from the second studio that the air conditioner had blown up and we had water pouring in the ceilings literally at the same exact moment. So those are those things that, you know, you just can never plan for. So I found that it was better to have someone else on site for each place managing them for me. Yeah. And then you, it's just a, it's, it's a whole bag of, or can of worms when you have that many employees, no matter whether they're women or men, really, it's just a lot of work to manage people. Yes, it really is because you don't think about all the personality types and you think that your communication style is the communication style. And guess what? That's not the case. Yeah. That's such a good, that is such a good um, lesson for everybody to hear is that we can't always be good at everything and having to be, take an honest look, step back and just have an honest look at yourself, whether it's in anything in life and yeah. to, to say, where can I delegate? Wow. That's a great yeah. lesson right there. Yeah. Cause they, they do, they, everything you read to have a success, to be successful, you definitely have to have to delegate. You can't do it all. Yeah. Well, we also, we, we talked earlier about your book, uh, The Great Escape. When, when did this book evolve? So the book, I, it's funny. I was actually interviewing someone today for my podcast who is a ghostwriter. And the statistic is that they believe that about 80% of the population believes that they have a book in them somewhere. And so it was something I had kind of always wanted to do. And... I kept getting phone calls from women that wanted to leave corporate and they were, again, a lot like me. I tend to attract people very similar to myself that they've been very successful in corporate, but one day they wake up and they realize that that's just not really the path that they want for the rest of their lives. And so I just started writing down all of the lessons 
that I was teaching to my clients one-on-one. And so the book kind of ended up being almost like a four-year project. And I worked on it for about a year and a half, and then I set it aside. And then I didn't do anything with it for like a year or two. And I had a mastermind group that knew that I had been working on this and that I just really was not committing to getting it done. And so they called me out on it. And that's the best thing about having a community of people that are not afraid to call you out on your crap and say, hey, you know, you say this is your goal, but you're not really working toward that. And so they said, how long do you think it would take you to get it done? And I said, well, at this point, I now have enough of the content in my head that it probably would take me about one to three months. Well, you know, I just want to stop you there because it's so funny. We we were just uh, having another gal that was on our show recently, and she decided to, to uh, she wanted to draw every single day. And so she, as her accountability partner, was Instagram. And she announced to the world, I'm going to post a drawing every single day. And she said it's been over 400 days now. And that's so, amazing. And I love hearing about that you actually had an accountability part, partner as a mentor, mentoring group. So it was a mastermind group. Mastermind so it was group. A, yep. Yeah. So whatever. So Amy, let's, I want to circle back around. So you wrote this book, but now you were talking about when you started the bar studios. How long did you do that? You said a couple of years. And then from that, where did you go? So we sold the business and we sold our home. We relocated to Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a tax-friendly state. And that really was a very prime motivator as a finance girl. And it also, for us, nonstop airfare, almost anywhere in the world, we could get kind of the house we really wanted. So that was a really good fit. So we did the business, ran the studios for about seven years. Now, along those years, I added consulting to my business. So I was consulting on studio launches for probably four or five years prior to selling the studios myself. Then I've kind of expanded into digital marketing and service-based businesses as well. So that's nice. So now you just, you consult and you don't have to have a lot of employees and you can sort of write your own schedule. Well, one of the things that I think I'm most, most passionate about is the fact that as entrepreneurs, we feel this we feel this pull to do what we're doing. And so we often will do it and we'll do it for 80 to 100 hours a week at first. And we're like, oh, this is great. I love what I'm doing. I'm, I'm working all these hours, but I'm okay with that. And then eventually what you felt pulled to and what you loved ends up becoming something that you start to resent unless you figure out how to put systems in place where you actually are creating your business around your life, not your life around your business. Right. So is that, that's pretty much your expertise now with your new or your consulting business? My goal is really to help women identify who are you? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? And why do you want to get there? Because one of the dangers that I see all the time is that we've all been told do more, make more. The goal is a million dollar business. And when I was there, that was actually when I was most stressed out. It was when I was probably bringing home the least for my family 
I was working the most. And I actually found that for me, the sweet spot is somewhere in that like $250,000 a year revenue where there's plenty, but yet I can work three days a week or four days a week. And I can actually shut everything down at five o'clock at night. I can make dinner and I can be off. Yeah, you can have a life. Well, now in this new, in this podcast, Turning Lemons into Lemonade, great name, of course, you interview uh, women with stories of how they've transitioned or they've been handed what really seems like lemons and they have been able to, to find success. What are, what's your favorite part of having your new podcast? Oh my gosh. I will tell you that is absolutely the favorite thing I have done in my business, probably in the last two to three years. And there is nothing better than getting on Zoom like we are right here right now and seeing other amazing women business owners and us just talking about how we got somewhere. Yeah. It because is, everyone has a story. Oh. And none of it's easy. I mean, I can, I've never heard anyone that just got from A to B through big success and didn't have a lot of a lot of hurdles and a lot of ups and downs. And I was wondering too. You know, I think that we all have a, a lemonade, a lemon story in our in us. Have you found a theme that's run through these ladies? Like, what's that? Is there something that's like a, a theme that runs through everybody that they get through the bad to get to the good? Is there some kind of a story you can share with us that helps us understand how to get through that? So a lot of times I think that our tenacity comes from getting knocked down in some way, shape, or form. And I was at a speaking engagement last week, and one of the people asked me what one of my favorite stories was that we had told on the podcast. And I had a couple that immediately came to mind. But number one was a girlfriend who was working in New York City on Mm 9-11. And the day that I had been asked this question, it was 9-11. And she talked about how it immediately forced her to reevaluate her entire life because she had kids at home. And she described in such detail what it was like walking around the city with the ash and the quiet. And, you know, those moments where you're like, okay, this is not worth it to me anymore. I don't care how much money I am making. This is not okay anymore. And so that was one story. And then one of the others is one of my girlfriends, Francisca, She actually had built a business. She had been featured on Oprah, HGTV, Nate Berkus, and they had a visa problem and had to leave the country. And her business was all based on designing furniture. Well, it's really hard to send all that stuff internationally. So her business imploded. And as women, we all have this imaginary thought that once we make it to Oprah, we're set for life. You know, (laughs) our goal in life as women, a lot of times is I just want to sit on the couch with Oprah and tell my story because as soon as I do, the phone is going to ring off the hook. And so in her case, she tells about how they literally had to rebuild from scratch. And, you know, those are those things that 
you just don't plan for it. And you often can't plan for it. Things just happen and you have to go with the flow and you have to roll with the punches and pick yourself up and dust yourself off and move on to the next thing. Yeah, you don't see the lemons coming most of the time. And <laughs> and then, and you know what you were talking about, it, it's, it builds a resilience mm-hmm. that it's going to benefit you for your entire life. At the time, it feels very, can feel awful. And like you might, you know, are, are you going to get through this? But the resilience and the strength that it builds in your character, um, sometimes you just have to have it, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And if, if you don't have it when you start, you normally have it by the time you're finished. Yeah, for sure. Well, we were also, we're wondering, do you have, you're a journaler. Is that right? You like to journal? I do. And it's a, it's a newer practice because for me, I, I kind of started with the fact that I have a hard time turning my brain off and it's just constantly going and churning and thinking. And for me, I found that every morning, if I would wake up, my husband would leave I turned on some music and I sat down and spent just a little bit of time in quiet, whether you want to call it prayer, whether you want to call it meditation, something where I'm just actually allowing things to happen around me. And then I sit down and write. That's when I get my best ideas or I get the things that have been like weighing on my mind out so I can move on to the next thing. Well, we love that because that's something that we're very passionate about. And to hear you say it as well, it just gives it validation. And so we're appreciative that you're sharing that with us. Did you have, um, do you have a way that you, like, don't you find that like it's, it, you had to take something out of your life to put that in, like maybe scrolling through the social media or was that something that, you know, obviously you had to just make this time happen for you? So for me, a lot of it has been actually disconnecting myself more and more from social media. I, I will tell you that it is very overwhelming sometimes all of the stuff that is coming at us day in and day out. And I actually stopped watching the news altogether because the negativity on that first thing in the morning, (laughs) oh my goodness, that's a horrible way to start the day. Yeah, I don't watch it anymore either. I used to and kind of thought it was pleasurable. And then I just, when I shut it down, I, I didn't miss it at all. It also, I think, really has helped take a lot of the negativity out because right now, I don't know if everyone else feels this way, but I go to bed at night and sometimes I feel like everyone's angry at everyone <laughs> over something. And it just, it makes me so sad. Well, I loved it because my husband loves watching the, the evening news. I just have uh-huh. and, my, and our daughter, who's 26 years old, she doesn't watch the evening news, was over the other night and the news came on. And in the first minute, she looked at us and she said to her dad, she said, Dad, this is awful. This is depressing. Why are you watching this? <laughs> you know what? He watches it for that last minute of the of the news when they do that sweet, whatever, the happy, the little happy moment. Sure. I think but, he lives for that. But but I think to your point that this whole thing of you know what we put in is what we what you put into your body, what even if it's subconscious, even if you have it running in the background, that is very it, it doesn't for it is it does affect it affects you. you yeah it does affect you and so we have to be really careful and I do think taking the time either in the morning at night whenever it is or both to just unplug and 
open your mind to let some deep thoughts come in is so healthy. Well, the quiet, the quiet meditation, even if it's only for five minutes, will make the biggest difference in your life. You know, it's some, again, it's one of those practices you have to, you have to start and it does take, it does take time to make it a habit, but boy, it can really, I, and people say it all the time. It can change your life. Yeah. So we have one final question for you and we want to know, what do you do to stay ageless in mind and spirit? Oh goodness. That's, that's a very interesting question because (laughs) right before I jumped on here with you guys. I was just looking up Botox. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now we weren't talking about we weren't talking about physical, but I know. But the timing is just so hilarious. That's hilarious. That the question that you asked. For me, I will tell you that I think it's a few things. One, I think it is surrounding yourself with other people that are going in the same direction as you. If you're a positive person and you have surrounded yourself with a bunch of Eeyores, there is, you have no choice but to take that in basically. So one, I believe that it's really important to surround yourself with people that really get you. Number two, I am a huge advocate of exercise, quiet time, recreation, because whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, the creativity and the restoration comes from the time when you're taking care of your your mind and your body. So for me, my favorite thing to do on a day off is to lay by the pool with an umbrella drink and a great book. Because as I'm reading that book, I am thinking of 15 ways that I can improve my business or my life or anything else. So I'm just a huge advocate of being a lifelong learner, surrounding yourself with amazing people. And if you don't take care of your body, then you just, you, you have no prayer of really having everything you want for your future. There you go. That was great. <laughs> great advice. So is there, uh, speaking of that, since, since you were just talking about Botox, um, I'm just curious, since we're sharing other things for people, what would be maybe a product or something that you use on a daily basis that you would like to recommend to your sister or best friend? Our, our listeners love this. I will tell you, I have been a person who has been using Rodan and Fields for years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of got away from it for a little while and had switched to things that were a little bit more organic, uh, just because that has been one of my goals. But I will tell you, I have never found a product that I feel has been better for my skin than most Rodan and Fields products. And when they came back, when they came out with the Lash Boost, (laughs) I was, I was a sucker and I'm like, I am all in on this. And not too long ago, I was was sitting with a couple of people and they're like, do you have lash extensions? I said, no, it's just, I've seen it. My friend of ours uh, uses it. Her lashes are amazing. And she also just told me yesterday that she's going to start being a rep for Rodan and Fields. So there you go. Their stuff's amazing. I mean, you know, as, as women, we're always looking for the things that we can do that are non-invasive. Yeah. That is definitely one of my favorites. Well, great. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing and sharing a, about your uh, new podcast. We're, we're eager to share it with our listeners and you can find everything. Well, Amy, why don't you tell us where they can find you? Sure. So you can find me at amymewborn.com. 
and you can find all the information on the podcast at lemonadepodcast.com. And we would love to have you go hear some of the stories of some of the amazing women that are doing amazing things. Great. And you'll be able to get all this information on our show notes at ladiesroadmap.com. Thanks again, Amy. Great to meet you. Thank you. Today's show is sponsored by My Roadmap Journal, a woman's guide to encourage you to think genuinely about your life and relationships. This beautifully illustrated 176-page spiral-bound journal has been designed to awaken your inner goddess. Come on, ladies, it's time to create the life you've been thinking about. Go to ladiesroadmap.com and push shop. Would you like to hear about our recommended product of the week? Sure you would. So come on over to ladiesroadmap.com and sign up for our newsletter. It's not to be missed. You'll get our current happenings on Ladies Roadmap and Ladies Roadmap Journal. Don't forget to sign up. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler, at litloops.com. 